0: pull your swords out tonight <laughs> and open them up. And I'll tell you where to go in a few seconds. <coughs> Bible study, we're going to have a <coughs> teaching teaching and uh, a and reality together. So we'll keep aware is there anybody in here that knows the vision that the Lord had given me? How it went? Hmm? All right. There's a couple. But everybody should know the vision because that's what we used to have at the old church. It had to catch the vision on her. We all need to know our purpose for being being here. And what part of the body of Christ, you know, the body of Christ is everywhere in the world and we just happen to be part of it, but God is placing his people everywhere around the world, in every nationality, in every country, and he gives them, he doesn't just throw things out there, but he's a God of plan and purpose, and he knows exactly how to do things here, We don't know how, but the Lord knows how to reach the people here. And so, a long time ago, back in 1979, I tell you that God had given me a vision of what He was going to do here, and I shared it then, and uh, I've been sharing it ever since. And when God gives you a vision, I mean, you you can stand—you can stand in the wilderness. He's he's done it all through the Bible. He gives you a vision of something and, and you look around and there's nothing. And you wonder, how could this happen? But the Bible says that God's word will never come back void. That it'll accomplish that where he sends it. it it'll He makes it happen. So God gave me a vision. I just want to share a little bit about it and, and, and to make us aware, all of us as a uh, as our uh, our ministry and our church goes, <clears throat> I seen a great multitude of people, a lot of people. I don't say multitudes, like in Africa, or none, but it was it was a lot of people. It was a big place. I know it wasn't our little church. I knew that all the time. I said, "This is not it." I know that, and I, but when the Lord made things happen, it's beginning to come to reality and it's uh, it's happening i seen all these people standing there I told you and they had all their hands raised and they was waving like this and just joy was on their faces joy and and I was a very brand new Christian I didn't understand what it meant at all and they had all their hands raised and it was living color like this here and at that time, our, our, uh, our teacher used to come from Fort Belknap. Every couple of weeks, he'd pull in the house, and boy, we'd get excited. he share it. and that one, one Sunday, he pulled in, and after he was eating, I sat down with him, and I said, I had a weird dream. Yeah? Weird dream. But it wasn't a dream. It was like real, like a living television color and everything in it. I said, it was, it was live. Is all right, he said. He said, you didn't have a dream. You had a vision, he said. Tell me about it. So I told him, I seen all these people. I don't know what their hands were raised. I didn't know what it meant to praise the Lord, and worship God with your hands. I didn't know. I said, they had all their hands raised like this, and they were just waving. And I was standing in front of them all looking at them like this. And, and all of a sudden, I looked around the top like this, all around the edges. And there was people standing with anger in their faces. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> kind of like amen did I. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> hit that again, sister. <laughs> <And I laughs> Every time I give a sentence, hit it. <laughs> that was right on. And I... <laughs> But I've seen all these people, all right? They're all standing with anger on their faces, and they was talking to each other and saying all kinds of things. You could tell there was anger, and they was pointing and saying things. Some of them had suits on, I remember, suits, and uh, all these kind of things, okay. And so my old spiritual leader, uh, Brother Snell, said, he said, praise God. He said, that's how he talked, praise God. God's going to do a mighty work in Wolf we'll Point," he said. "Really? Yeah. Praise God! I've been waiting for this," he said. "Oh, praise the Lord!" He said. "God's going to do a mighty." Then he stopped. He said, "But you know all them people pointing fingers." He said, "They're not going to like it. They're not going to like it. Some of them," he said, "they're even being religious leaders and stuff." He said, "Some of them even pastors." He said. And the people ain't going to like what God's going to do here. And I was barely in the Lord, and I said, "Well, why wouldn't they like it? I mean, it's God. Why wouldn't they like the things of God?" He said, "That's that same spirit." He said, "That's the Antichrist spirit." They didn't like Jesus either. They didn't like Peter and John. They didn't like the apostles. They all persecuted all the Christians since from then all the way through. He said there was always been somebody pointing fingers and saying, "Crucify them, kill them," whenever the move of God is taking place. He said, "But praise God, it's going to move anyway." And so it began to happen. We, we so all these years I've been serving that vision, looking for this vision, preaching all over in Canada, wherever I went, all over the... I could even say the world. I've been to Israel, Puerto Rico, Bahamas, Florida, California, all over northern Canada, all over everywhere, but all the time having one eye fixed on... The vision—I know God's going to do something. We'll point, and so all of a sudden, boom! This thing takes off. We have this big building now. It's not a church, like a regular church. You don't have any stained glass windows and everything, but it's a facility. A facility is something you can use every kind of way. You can have funerals here, you can have weddings here, you can have crusades here, you can have sleepovers here, you can cook in back there, you can have big dinners here, you can have a jitterbug contest. No. But all these things, you understand. But I wanted to share just that vision part with you and the part that the fingers are coming out. The vision is beginning to happen and I'm only going to teach you this. I'm not going to stop every time a finger goes out. All right? All of us. I'm not going to stop and defend myself or this ministry or have to explain this over and over and over to you. You got to know what the vision is. There's going to be people that Talk about me and this ministry, and they're already starting. Okay, amen. I can. There's people in here already hearing stuff, and and it, it kind of makes me laugh. They're talking out there. Why are they so concerned about me anyway? <laughs> why, is it, why is it? Why am I? Sitting, why are they all talking? See, I heard that this is going to happen. I heard this is going on at that church. I heard. So if they're hearing it, they must be talking already out there in the coffee shops in gossip halls or wherever they're having having me for lunch or whatever they're doing. And, I, and that's all right. Like T.D. Jake said down in Texas, he said, you know, are they talking about you? Huh? Are they making up lies about you? Yeah. They're supposed to, he said. <laughs> it shows you that you're doing something right. But as for this ministry, and it goes for you also as a Christian, personal When they began making up lies and everything, that's that's all right. I understand all that. But what I'm doing, what I, what I don't want to be affected is you. Or us. They make up some kind of big lie about me. You that are sitting here should know better. Amen? Because... Uh, Open your Bibles. We'll start this teaching. When somebody does this, approach you or says anything, and you know it's false or whatever, here's a good one to use on them. Proverbs six, sixteen. The Lord declares... There's six things that I hate. You ever say, you ever hear of God hating anything? God is love and all these things. But God hates these six things. He hates them. Huh? He hates them. These six things do the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. He hates a proud look. Pride, you know. A lying tongue, he hates a lying tongue. And hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked imaginations. He hates feet that swift and running to mischief. Huh? Sometimes uh, you don't need to advertise something; you just tell. <laughs> Couple of these girls, no, <laughs> are these boys? <laughs> you get getting <in> trouble here. <laughs> you don't need posters, <laughs> they'll tell them. Tonight, I got a call. You want to know about Indian grapevine, 700 miles north in Reindeer Lake, Canada, Saskatchewan, freezing snowing going on. Called me, Tom Bird. Oh, we're just going to go dog sledding. I heard uh, something's going on at Wolf point, he said. Big gathering's going to go on there. Well, I said, I'll call Brother Kenny, find out for sure, because you know how everybody talks. I said, yeah, that's exactly what you need to do. You need to call me and ask me. I said, we're having a youth tournament and a co-ed tournament together on all these things. We're breaking in our our new facility, and uh, that's what's going on. Well, see, 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 he said. That's wonderful. He said, well, I just wanted to know, and I let these people know I got it from the horse's mouth. (laughs) That's what you should do. (laughs) If you want to know what's going on here, my number is 3004. And God hates feet that are swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies. This is the one I really want you to look at right here, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Now I want you to know tonight, I tell people and I've been preaching this for a lot of years, and it's scriptural. The devil does not use the wineo on the street. Oh, they might murmur around and the roof might fall down if I go in there. Or I don't go there because they, they want all their money. Well, the stuff they hear. But if they really want to use somebody, the devil uses backsliders. Somebody that's been there, seen it, done it, knows all things. Huh? They know how to sow seeds of discord amongst us because they know exactly how we function here they used to be here themselves I'm teaching you something here tonight that's exactly who they is and I can't do nothing about it the only thing that I ask you when you hear something they call you they talk to you on the street in the grocery store did you know and they start this stuff like that and all that all I ask of you is that you 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 consider the source consider the source where is this coming from anyway look at the person look at the person and ask yourself who is he what is he doing what is she doing? That gives her authority to tell you and me that we're all wrong. That's all I ask you is to consider the source. You don't have to argue with them. You need to cut them off, first of all. Amen. Amen. And here's what you need to do. This is for me, for them, for the man on the moon, or anybody that professes to be a Christian, Matthew 7. I can't, I can't and I won't stand up and then try to uh, defend myself every time I hear a lie. I would spend the rest of my life trying to defend myself or answering every lie that is ever said about me. I mean, they said I was passed out behind a the railroad tracks one time. I was barely come out of the church, and old Harry Beauchamp just started. He got saved. Hey, I heard a good one about you. He knew. He was just listening to me a half hour before. I heard a good You You were passed out over here behind the railroad tracks, he said. Then he laughed. He said, little old man, you know there was lying i go i didn't say who said that let's go find him can't do that but he knew enough to know that it was a lie now what jesus says to do not me is to examine the fruits matthew 7 I hope you that you're learning tonight, you learn this. I learned this a long time ago. Matthew seven fifteen. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. Did you notice sheep's clothing? In other words, they look like a Christian, they sound like a Christian, they got the right words. Huh? Me too, I'm a Christian. You know, we're saved too, just because we not go to your church. By the way, did you know Kenny Asher is doing this? I want Kenny Asher is do blah, 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 blah. Huh? If they say that they are, then say, well, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves, because out of the abundance of a person's heart the mouth speaketh. If there's jealousy towards me, or you, or this ministry, or hatred in their heart, eventually it's going to come out. A real Christian would not do that. A real Christian, if you met him in in Chicago, they would say, "Praise the Lord, brother. Uh, how's everything in Wolf Point? Uh, oh, the church is doing fine. Oh, you just greet greet the children back there. Greet greet all the people in Wolf Point. Pray. Tell them, Pastor, can you keep up the good?" <laughs> Just take your Bible out and examine them. Well, I wonder that this one's doing all the firing, all the darts. I, I want to examine his fruits. Mm-hmm. First of all, you should know the fruit of the one that they're talking about. me, all of you. God save 1979. Got filled with the Holy Ghost in my house 1980 in our living room Holy Ghost poured out got a vision from God served the vision never moved five feet from where God called me West End Housing didn't have a house didn't have a car didn't have a home lost drunken on drugs everything when I got saved God give me home I served the vision, I preached the message, I've been preaching the message 30 years. You can come to my house anytime you want, and the phone number's in the book. You can come to my house any day of the week, night or day, you won't catch me drunk. You won't catch me with Playboy channel on. You won't have, I won't have anything under the counter, I won't... I'm, my life is open book. Everybody's watching me. I can't even get lost. They know all about me. You know about me. I got nothing hid. My, my 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 life is an open book. You can examine the fruit of my life. Has Kenny Azure really changed? He, what is he doing today? Is he is he, is he, really, is he still been Has he really been serving the Lord? I've been pastoring on this reservation longer than anybody, anywhere. And I, 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 even, I could even say Montana, I bet you. Nobody has pastored the same church that long. That's the fruit of my life. I used to be this and I used to be that but what am I doing today so you can examine my fruit the fruit of my life and then you can examine the fruit of the ministry that God has given me look at the one next to you and say hi fruity <laughs> huh and then before I can come to Canada Hundreds of them have led to the Lord in Canada over the last Hundreds, probably thousands, broke ground. And I am not boasting about nothing. It bothers me that I have to even stand up and teach this again and over and over. And I'm not going to be doing it. I want you to know. So the devil can't tell you <laughs> that we're not right. If they say I'm not right, then you must not be right either. Fruit of the ministry. Started with a hole in the ground over there by Mike's. When there was no houses over there, nothing. Leroy's house sits on a home plate. Used to be a baseball diamond there. Used to slide in right there. Horses used to be behind our place Welchers used to have horses cross. That's where I said. We'll build up put our church here There's nobody around here. They built all the way around us and rode around us everything flooded all the water down our basement Mm-hmm. Started with nothing any man of God Brother Cervillo T.D. Jakes Jimmy Swagger. I don't care who it is. if they have anything worth anything they started from nothing And God supplied all their needs and blessed them. You can know that a man is attached to the vine or anybody is attached to the vine if life is coming forth. That's fruit. And fruit that remains. And I teach it like this. Any evangelist or anybody can have an evangelistic crusade. And they'll come to the altar by the hundreds. But two weeks later, a week later, where's those ones that gave their heart to the Lord? Was it emotionalism or was it genuine repentance? I can look around in here and show you and tell you and give you, line them up and give you testimony after testimony. Jesus is worried about and cares about the fruit that remains. 28 years, 25 years, huh? Come on, Brenda, how many years you been saved? 16 years. What kept that woman? jail? huh? When did you lay your paper down your cigarette and start coming in? <laughs> 20 years ago. Fruit that remains. I can't save people. Except the Lord is in the house. Except God build a house. They labor in vain. Anybody could put up a building and preach messages, but brother, nobody can deliver people and get them saved and their lives change and the fruit remains 20 years later. So you examine my fruit. Now the person that's Talking and doing the talking and the name, calling and the, and the, and the lies and, the, and the stuff like that, examine their fruit. Now let's read Matthew seven. 15: Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inward are they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs of thistle? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. If it's good, it'll bring forth good fruit. Common sense. Jesus is talking here now. This is how you're going to know any man that ever preaches any ministry. Follow him home. Examine the fruit. I don't even have to be here. I've experienced that over the years. I was gone. I was out ministering in Canada. Somebody came by and visited while I was gone, and one of the elders or somebody was preaching. Oh, man, they really had church. Praise God. Hallelujah. That was the fruit touching them. I wasn't there. The Holy Spirit was there. Oh, you have a wonderful congregation, and and, and Brother So-and-So was preaching, or Sister Brenda was preaching, or Sister... Somebody was preaching, and God still moved. It's because the fruit... Is under the anointing of God and the oil runs down not up it runs down upon the congregation so in Jesus said here's the acid test it's not what I say it's not how wonderful so-and-so preaches or how how beautiful they look it's not what they say it's what they produce that's why I said all I ask you to do is when you hear something or they're saying something or consider the source the Bible says you don't have to judge people but you can be a fruit inspector well where do you live brother huh where do you live all I live over here I got well what do you do for the Lord somebody asked me what I do for the Lord I'll tell you I'll set you down for a half hour but if there ain't, ain't doing nothing for the Lord well um, well we got you know we things we do things things huh put them on a the spot well what do you do for the Lord brother where are you at where do you live I want to stop by one of these days Consider the source. What are they doing? Where are they? And where's their fruit? You have a right to know that. According to what Jesus tells us, you shall know them by their fruit. Not by how many sermons they can bring, not by how many songs they can sing, by their fruit. If God called them and he anointed them and is with them, they'll bring forth good fruit. Is that what your Bible says? Every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Jesus in all his wisdom puts it so plain and simple. Common sense. That's what it comes down to. A bad tree can't bring forth good stuff. They want to. They want to look like, sound like, and act like Benny Hinn. But they're not Benny Hinn. Huh? They want to sound like, look like, sing like. Huh? Joyce Myers or Juanita Byram, Brother, if Jesus Christ calls you, he calls you and makes you. You don't have to be somebody else. You don't have to be, try to be like Shambok. You don't have to be, you know, walking in his big little high-water pants and, uh, you know. You'll never be Shambok. But if you're faking it and you want to be and trying to be, you'll never produce nothing. I never did try to be nobody because I was nobody. I kept saying, God, I'm nobody. How can Me, Lord, how, why, you know. A good tree, 18th verse, cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Just said that. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. They never last. I preached a little bit about Sunday. They don't last. They got to try this for a while, and then they try that for a while. And then their ministry changes back to something else. And they can't get nothing done there, so I think I'll try to be a, a, a singer. And that don't work, so I think I'll try to be a, you know, I'll start a different kind of... The Lord told me he's changing my ministry. And give me. And so you're going all kinds of di- different directions. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits, ye shall know them this is what you need to know congregation right here by their fruits you shall know them now These scriptures here in 2 Corinthians 11. There's some good stuff tonight. I wish it was Sunday. And everybody could hear it, but we're here. And it's teaching. It's a Bible study night. Sundays are for preaching and bringing in the lost, as far as I'm concerned. This is Bible study. This is when I want you to get this, See? This is your 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 warfare. Your your manual is being laid out for you. This is how you fight devils. This is how you keep from uh, the devil from penetrating our ministry huh? and confusing us. That's what Jesus tells us to do. Now, Second Corinthians eleven thirteen says this. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. I like what Brother Cirillo said in uh, the World Conference. He said, you know something? If you call yourself, you're going to have to anoint yourself. Think about it. That's what these guys tried to do. Break away from here, thinking they know more than the pastor, whatever, pride gets in their heart, run over somewhere else and try to transform themselves into something that they're not. And they're doing it in their own strength and power, transforming themselves with no anointing. They become frustrated and out of place and, 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 and like a joint in your body, disjointed. And they're so miserable, they, they look back and, they, and, they, they, and then they start blaming somebody because they're in a miserable condition. Call themselves. Transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And, the, and, and then the Lord says, and don't marvel. Don't marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. I tell people all the time, Satan don't come at you with a boogeyman suit on. Two horns on his head and tail sticking out and hoofs on his feet. He uses people with suits on. Hmm? He uses people that's carrying the Bible, look like, sound like, sing like. Huh? Hi. I'm a Christian too. And you don't know if they are or not. Huh? We don't know if they are or not. And don't be so quick to say, "Ain't hey, please me pretty soon. They start injecting little things into you. Like they're not real. So, what do you got to do? You'll know them by their fruit, too. By your fruit, your fruit, your fruit, your fruit, your fruit, your fruit. I'll know if you are or not. Because it's not good enough anymore to believe somebody when they say, I'm a Christian. Because you can walk down the street of Wolf Point or in every church and ask them, are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. Mm Mm-hmm. But do you follow that same person home, live with them for a little while? If you're a Christian and I'm a Christian, it means we've both been born again into God's kingdom. We both have the spirit of the living God in us. Me and you should have, be able to have fellowship. Whether you're Indian or white, half-breed, Mexican, African, wherever you are, if you're born again and I'm born again, we both have the spirit of God in us. We should have fellowship one with another. The Bible says that. Because we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Not in flesh, in Christ. We should have wonderful, sweet fellowship. How come they're not talking about the guy that just caused division up here? Because he wants Indians only. And the other people want just whites over there. So they broke off and formed two churches. I wonder how God thinks about that. Everybody's welcome this church. Red, yellow, white, black, pink. I don't care what color you are. If you're lost, I, I want to preach to you. I want to tell you how much Jesus Christ loves you, and he loves you just the same as the one next to you. And there's only one heaven that everybody's going to go to, and if you can't get along here, you're never going to make it anyhow. You've got to get rid of prejudice. You've got to talk about prejudice. It's something the devil uses to divide everybody. And the most segregated place on the earth is Sunday morning at church. I'd like to preach this message to everybody. Plug a little microphone. Run a line to every church in town. I'd like to preach this to them. Everybody's going to heaven. What do they think there is, just a white heaven? Just Indians, I know Indians think they're just going to a place where this Grandpa and them are at. <laughs> Come on. It's not so. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. <laughs> For he died for the sins of the whole world. Every nationality, tongue, and tribe, all are God's children. And he wants to reconcile you back. He wants you to go to heaven. And that's it. So. This is the only acid test that we have today. This is the only way that we could know. It's the only way that you could know if I am and that's the only way I could know if you are is by your fruit. Hmm. Because the Bible says if any man or woman be in Christ, he becomes a new creation, a new creature. All things pass away. All things pass away. All things become new. Are you a Christian? Yeah? Well, what are you doing in that old thing there? You're still babbling in that old stuff, that old religion. Hmm? Oh, well, I could get into this. Huh? Still praying to some stuff you don't know who, what, and where. Well, we do a little bit of this and we... No, 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 you don't have to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You don't mix in religion with relationship with Jesus Christ. When you become a Christian, Jesus is foremost and first and foremost in your life. He's not going to share himself with another God or another religion. It don't matter if you're Indian or if you're living in Bahama. If any man man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You get born again of his spirit, then you all rise up to meet his standards. You don't drag Jesus down into what you're doing. You rise up to meet him. And everybody, in every nationality, in every tongue, all have the same Bible. So there's no reason why we shouldn't be on the same path. Amen? Because there's false prophets, there's false, deceitful workers transforming themselves, Satan has them plant into the church. He doesn't send his ministers to the bar on Sunday. He sends them to the churches. They look like, sound like, act like, but they carry a different spirit in them. Mm-hmm. And this church, you can only fake it so long. I know that. You can sit. You can look like and act like you could say you are, and all that. But eventually, <laughs> cream comes to the top. You can only fake it so long because the Lord is doing the work in the last days. He's exposing the sin in the churches, and the Lord is the only one exposes sin, not the devil. The devil likes us to look like, sound like, and you know, talk like. He doesn't want us to be exposed. But the Lord is coming for a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Somebody whose heart has been made right by the washing of the blood of Jesus Christ, who are hungering and thirsting after righteousness, and they're just simply in love with the Lord. He's coming for that kind of a bride. He's not coming for these guys that know better. and They still do it. Well, brother, you shouldn't be doing. It. Well, I know it. I know it. I know it. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna straighten up. Yeah, I'm. Go, I'm gonna. Uh, to know to do good and do it. Not to them it is sin, not the one on the street. He don't know any better, but the people sitting in church know better. But they don't do nothing about it. Woe unto them. Mm-hmm. By their fruit you shall know them one more scripture I'd like to give you a little break the bread give you a little something to chew on here it's been brought up about 15-20 times lately just lately open your bibles get your marking pencils out give you a little tiny revelation little bit little revelation sometimes it's a big one to some Matthew eighteen twelve. Eleven or eleventh verse. I'll start. Matthew eighteen eleven. Elizabeth, help Mike. Now he's old. He can't find a good. <laughs> Get him some thicker glasses. <laughs> Is an old war horse. Matthew 18, 11. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. And everybody said, Amen, because it was all lost. How thank ye, how think ye, he says, if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, does he not leave the ninety and nine and go into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray and if so he that find it verily I say unto you he rejoices more of that sheep than of the ninety and nine which went not astray Mm -hmm. the problem that we have with the scripture is most people don't understand it. Because the key word in the scriptures there is gone astray. Gone astray. I've traveled to Oklahoma City. I've traveled to northern Canada. I remember going to Great Falls, Montana to seek people that were lost and needed restoring. But I'll never run after somebody that says they're all right. We're all right. There's nothing wrong with us. I'm still a Christian. Okay. You don't need help then. You're not gone astray. Because you run into them all over. They ain't in church. They're not in church. Huh? But you talk to them and say, oh, we're all right. So it's impossible to restore that one, to bring that lost sheep because he won't say that he's lost. Huh? That's what you need to understand. Why didn't pastor go away and run after him? Because he do not say that he's lost. He knows exactly what he's doing. Even though he's not in church and all that. In other words, it's a refusal of help. So why would I spend all my gas money? <laughs> there ain't enough there to fill it up to go after somebody that does not want to be rescued and does not say that they went astray. We're not astray. We're all right. But I'll I'll, I'll drive hundreds of miles. I'm telling you in my heart, God put somebody on my heart. I'd do it. I go to the straight prison. Go in there and tell them how much the Lord loves them, that he wants to restore them, and they can be restored and brought back, and we'll be here for you when you get out, and all these kind of things. I go out of my way to do that. I put you guys aside. I tell somebody to preach. I won't be back. I go to, I've done that over and over and over and over and over. But I won't chase somebody that does not think they've gone astray. You understand the scripture? Maybe you understand a little bit more now. How think ye if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them is gone astray? (laughs) They have to admit they've gone astray first. It's impossible to restore somebody that says they're all right. You're all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Well, let me lead you to the Lord, back to the Lord. It don't work. Somebody has to be wanting, you know. Well, anyway, I've already taught it. I want to inject that in here with the rest of this stuff here. Because there's hundreds of people staggering around this reservation that used to go to church. There's backslidden ex-elders all over All over. Parked everywhere. Hmm? Fingers. God don't use winos. He uses backsliders. The devil uses them. This is a little bit of meat. I'm not going to park every time I hear some other rumor. This is how you work it out. I still live over there. My ministry is still here. Been here. I intend to be here until I die or I fly. Unless God removes me. You didn't hire me, and you can't fire me. <laughs> that's kind of, you know, that's what other churches do. Get rid of him. Let's have a board meeting. Get rid of him. See, he preaches too hard. <laughs> kind of like my brother here. Oh, well, I, I pray for you, brother, this <laughs> basketball season. <laughs> You're going to be just like one of these preachers, you know. <laughs> Get rid of him, do you remember that my kid play? Never did like him for a coach anyway. Holy crap! Mama's over here, and throwing darts over there. Cousin's over here. I pray for you, brother. How will you pray for me? Pray for me and uphold me and I'm praying for you. Because when they come against me, they come against you because this is the church and the vision that God gave to us. This is a precious thing. And just ask yourself once how silly it is. How come they don't talk about that church or that church or all these other churches all around town, all these other pastors. Some of them's molesting kids and some of them's drunk and some of them's doing this and some of them's causing division. Never hear nothing bad about them. And they really can't find anything that I'm doing wrong so they have to make something up you got to make it up it's like the last one last week I heard (laughs) they're replacing the leadership in blue sky somebody from Oklahoma is taking over you guys got used to you got to get start getting used to seeing y'all now. <laughs> the only one I know from Oklahoma is Brother Hothouse. He preached a long time ago out in a, out there in a camp meeting. You know why it's hot here? Why? Hothouse is here. Holy, <laughs> <laughs> looking around. Oklahoma Cherokee preacher. Holy, correct. Maybe he's coming to take over, I don't know. Maybe they got a revelation that we didn't get. I don't know what it is. But they heard. Amen. So you check chalk this down, I'm serious. Because the vision is beginning to come to pass. And it's hard telling them what they're gonna say next. You got to know me and I got to know you. If I start hearing things about you and everything, I shouldn't, I should, well, I don't think so. I heard some good stuff here, you know. I heard some good ones on some of you guys. But I didn't give it the time of day. I didn't want to bother your mind with it. Why should I? I knew it was a lie Anyway. Don't give the devil time of day. And that's why I don't want to have to get up here and keep repeating this stuff because I don't like to give the devil time of day. But I thought this was necessary because the time is here. The vision is coming to pass. We're going to start moving out. We're going to be doing things. And the plain fact is people are going to get jealous. Mm-hmm. As far as taking all your money, I'm still going to teach about tithing and offerings because it's God's word and his will. You need a tithe if you want to be blessed. and you, You're going to be cursed if you're not. And, and that's plain and cut and dry. It's worldwide. It's God's word. It's, it, it's nothing to argue about. I started out with nothing. Got an old pickup. Worked my way all the way up to 30 years it took me. Now I got a nice car and Sandy's got a nice van. But if you took that car and van away, we're still in tribal housing over there. West End housing never went to, no place. God just happened to, you know, if that's the fruit of my labor, I think you're supposed to, somewhere I read, you're supposed to prosper and be in good health. I see some of you driving nice vehicles, new cars. Urban's got a mobile home over there longer than my church here. I said, thank you, Jesus, maybe me and him is going to go to South End in that thing. Go fishing trip. I got invited tonight, too. He said, next September, middle of September, we have a men's retreat. Bring him up, he said. All we do is fellowship, and you can preach to us, and, and we fish, and he said, and we hunt, and all that. He said, oh, we had a good time this summer. Next summer, I want you, I want you to come. Planet. <laughs> well, we're ready to go. Alex's been up there before. He, ooh, you eat boiled fish, fried fish, barbecued fish, ground up fish. <laughs> Every kind of a fish you want, ever thought you could ever eyeballs? Ta, a taniga? Tripe Taniga, you ever tried? I, mean, I never knew they ate the the guts out of pike. Open your mouth, put it in. These taste like tripe at first, and then person, mmm, just got bitter, and I couldn't. And she likes fish, uh, rabbit heads, and fish heads, and all. delicacy. Talking to Mike, fish breath, he- fish breath, and <laughs> hi. <laughs> he fell in love with that. <laughs> My goodness. I said, oh, shirts. I got some shirts for you first. He didn't care. He looked beyond it. We're going to have fun up there. The ministry is going to go on. I'm so confident in the Lord. I could die right here. Just lay down and die. And the ministry would still go on. His vision will still come to pass because God is a God of plan and purpose. <laughs> Amen. So really, put this teaching down here. Hang on to it. They throw a dart, pull your sword out. <laughs> just roll up your sleeves next week, just a few days from now. This place is going to be packed out. I, I'm kind of worried and you know what's going to happen to this and all. That. I guess it'll just work out what well, to pray for the Bible says all things work together for good he knows why we're doing it it's for good so let's just have fun let our light shine greet people mostly the kids we want them to have fun little kids third fourth fifth in never get to have tournaments we never get to have tournaments what did I say next time Amen. Co-ed, too. Give Brother George, say, Brother George, what can I do? Can I, do I sweep? Do I mob? Do I what? Volunteer. So we dismiss you tonight. We'll just dismiss. Chew on that. Pray up. Bring somebody to the church Sunday. Amen? Amen. Praise God.